Go Pack Go. If you don't like it, you can say it in reverse order. My name is Caleb Walgren, and you are welcome to Season 3, Episode 21 of Brody Sports Talk. I am joined by my friend, colleague, and also a fan of a slightly different color of green, but he likes it well enough, Sean Morgan. Og, K-Cap, Og. No, just reverse. You just reverse the words, Sean. (laughs) Og, K-Cap, Og. I'll I'll still accept it. Uh, We are here today to talk about the Green Bay Packers season preview, which I can say as we record this on Tuesday night to release later this week. I'm so happy that we can already say that Aaron Rodgers has returned with the team because that's what has been the drama for the offseason. And I just want to take a few moments and hit on some of the insanity that has been happening by the NFL media this year. Uh, First off, I know in general, we've both, well, I've said it all along, that I thought Rodgers was going to return. He didn't necessarily have the leverage this offseason. And when he wasn't traded during the draft, why would we trade him to someone now? We want to go ahead, like if we trade him to the Broncos, the Broncos are drafting in like the last four teams in the draft. And (laughs) we already usually have that draft pick in the 29 through 32. And we don't need to have theirs. We would rather wait until some team that wants him drafts in the top 10 and then get that pick from them. Also, it just felt like he should return to the group for one more season, especially when Aaron Jones resigned. You know, Aaron Jones could have easily gone anywhere else, but when he was returning, it kind of felt like, and that was before the Rodgers news ever broke, but it just felt like, hey, let's come back. Let's try to win this. Uh, I don't necessarily love the uh, last dance uh, pictures that are being shared by him and Devontae Adams on Instagram, but if it means he's back for the year, I'm also hearing the rumblings that we're trading for Randall Cobb now that the Bears traded Anthony Millers to the Texans so that they could trade Cobb to us. Uh, Not necessarily my favorite thing as far as a salary cap hit, but uh, I'm cool with Randall Cobb and I'm fine with him rejoining the team. Just in general, I'm ready for people to stop talking about Aaron Rodgers returning or not returning to the Green Bay Packers. April through July can be such a tough time to listen to talking heads talk about football that isn't happening. Sean, what do you want to add or detract from that? It's weird, right? Because I think that considering what happened this offseason, your hopes that this won't plague the season, I feel are probably going to end up being unfounded. Uh, This was such a significant story, and it was rooted in... You know, for as much mud that was slung from different sides, from different pundits, from, you know, fans, from everybody, there was a root of truth into a decent amount of it. And it's very clear that, you know, you're you're right. Rogers didn't get, you know, didn't get moved. There are a lot of reasons as to why he's back. But how much does he really want to be there? And what is it that he's playing for at this point? Right, You have to ask yourself, what is it that he is obviously winning football games? Right, you, as, a, as a competitor, he's there to win football games. But there's always that secondary of what is it that he's 
really wanting to do in this final season? How does he, you know, handle himself? And so far, he's been a bit of a prima donna. And you have to ask how much of that is going to continue during the season. This whole last dance thing with Devontae Adams, you know, does he does he want to host Jeopardy? Does he not? Uh, you know, what like what's going on? Is this going to continue to remain a media spectacle, you know, from the start of the season through the end of it? And if the Packers start winning consistently, right? And I mean, they're the favorites in the division if with him returning. What is it that we start to see from him in anticipation of him leaving Green Bay and either retiring or, you know, trying to Tom Brady it somewhere, Brett Favre it somewhere for, you know, one last big hurrah in an environment where it's similar to Brady, where they're bringing him in and he practically calls the shots and can do what he wants, how he wants, and has a different front office to work with. I just, I I don't think this is quite as over as Green Bay fans might want it to be. That's fair. I think that in general to him and to who the the people that end up being the 53-man men in the roster, I think it's going to be less of a big deal than it is to the fans. I feel like in general, Aaron Rodgers was playing some tactical chess, knowing that this was probably his last season with the Packers anyway, because he basically was running out of his guaranteed money and he wanted to try to control the situation. The situation is Jordan Love is probably going to be the starter in the fall of 2022 and Aaron Rodgers is going to get sent somewhere else. They did say they were voiding the 2023 year on his deal, which, okay. I don't think that meant much of anything to anyone, but okay. And I mean, he's, he's there and that's all you can really say at this point in time is this could have dragged out for another couple of weeks. Yes. Rogers could have been fined, but he's there. So let's go ahead and get to our regular talking points, which uh, we'll go ahead and get started with award consideration. And I'm going to go ahead and just circle back to Aaron Rodgers again because uh, he is the reigning MVP. And odds are, if you're thinking about it, he has a chance of trying to repeat. It would be his fourth career MVP, and I don't know that people would love to give that to him, especially after all the drama. But I also know if you're arguably the best player on one of the top teams, which the Packers are aiming to be, you're going to be in that discussion. Also, and I think potentially more interesting because the player that's somewhat in the middle is Matt LaFleur. He's between Rodgers and the front office. Rodgers hasn't said that he doesn't like LaFleur. I mean, I think LaFleur helped with the offensive scheme last year to help Rodgers be able to win the MVP because Rodgers didn't look good at the end of the McCarthy years. Let's not undercut how important coaching can be. I do think, though, if LaFleur is going to win it, the Packers are going to have to be a clear one seed in the NFC and go on some kind of crazy beautiful run that I would not be sad about at all and be at, like, 15-2. and two. And I don't know that I'm going to say that that's going to happen. So I, I feel like any kind of awards are a bit of a reach for Green Bay this year unless uh, 
you know, maybe we could say Super Bowl MVP if I could, you know, have my wish. But I don't think that. <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, I get to have a little bit of a green and yellow colored future as I'm looking ahead to the season. So, Sean, where do you see Green Bay landing in terms of any kind of award consideration? So I think that it's really tough to look at Aaron Rodgers' body of work last year and say that he didn't deserve the MVP. Uh, I think that with all of the storylines surrounding him this season, this upcoming season, he's going to have to improve on that. He's going to have to go through and showcase something that he didn't this prior year. And how? How do you do that? Right? Because I feel like voters, you know, especially like considering the what's a good what's a good way of describing it? Uh, disdain for drama. He might get overlooked or maybe moved out of favor. Uh, so I can see potentially if he has a fantastic year, maybe he gets an offensive player of the year. But man, I just, it's really tough for me to see him getting a repeat MVP with like with all of the drama i just i'm struggling i think that's fair oh, what about lafleur with coach of the year do you think that would take that monumental effort that i was predicting yeah um and this isn't any disrespect to lafleur i feel as though coach of the year is usually given to Coaches that either massively exceed expectation, right? The team is predicted to do mediocre and they're great. The team is predicted to do poor and they're above average. Or the team is predicted to do great and suddenly they're like world beaters. Or, you know, it's a new coach going into a different situation and they, again, massively exceed expectations. LaFleur is expected to win. LaFleur is expected to win the division. He's got the best quarterback in the division. He's got arguably the best offense in the division and is, you know, they are the odds-on favorites for a reason. They've won, I don't, I don't know how many games over the last, like, four years, three years. Uh, before it's been there, it's two years. Two or three years. Two, two. years? Okay. Um, like what? He's won 20. I think he's 26 and six. Yeah. I was going to say 26 or 27 wins. And that's that's immense, right? That's immense for a newer head coach. So what is it that he does that wins him coach of the year, right? If the Aaron Rodgers drama gets worse somehow and the Packers win despite of it, then 100 percent. You know, give him give him an award for simply managing and massaging that situation. Uh, but I think it's all going to be an uphill battle because it, people already know that he's a winner. It's hard to get. It's like it's like how many coach of the year awards has Belichick won? Not very many. Yeah. Why? Because he's expected to win. I think that's a fair argument, Sean. Uh, let, let's go ahead and switch 
where we're at. Let's talk about where we think the weakness of the Green Bay Packers is. So it's definitely not on offense. Uh, I'm going to go defense. I'm going to say your guys' linebacker core and your overall pass rush. Um, I think one of the big struggles that you guys are going to have next year, uh, you have a a very, very young, vulnerable linebacker core. Um, see, there's uh, Martin and Barnes are both like second year players. And, you know, you've got, um, so you guys brought in, I think, uh, uh, Devondre Campbell. But overall, your linebacker core is very young, relatively inexperienced. And I think an injury or, you know, just even a, a small, like, niggling injury, like one of those that takes takes a player out for, you know, a couple of weeks away at a wrong time from potentially dropping games. And overall, you guys don't, aside from a fantastic player in Zadarius Smith, you guys don't have anybody else that consistently gets to the quarterback in the way that you have to in this league in 2020-2021 to be a winning team. You guys won games in spite of your defensive I don't want to say like brutal weaknesses, but there are times where your defense basically lost you football games um, or put you in bad spots. And Aaron Rodgers had to go and like, or the offense, the Packers offense had to bail you out. So I think for me, you know, this is something that you're, you guys are going to struggle with. Uh, And whether or not you can overcome that in the same way that you did last year, is going to be a big question mark for me. I think that that's completely valid. I know that in general, when I think of the pass rush, I do think that Rashawn Gary is now in his third year, and I think he's going to be able to bounce in there and pass rushing situations a little bit more to make sure that they do get that pressure on the quarterback. But I understand where you're coming from. Zazarius Smith is the known name, and Preston Smith didn't get the pressure there last year. So Preston Smith has a little bit more pressure on his shoulders as well. And I completely buy it. I mean, bars, Barnes, Martin. I mean, even if you look behind that at Ty Summers and Oren Burks, it's, it's not a position that they've invested in. It's really something that the, the front office said, we can kind of rotate any of these guys in there and we think we'll be okay. When in reality, they may not be okay. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the schedule. Sean, what game should Packers fans be circling on their calendar? So there are a lot of, I mean, with the Packers being a generally good team, there are a lot of games that have a decent amount of intrigue to them. Um, but I, uh, I would like to, uh, point out the, the game that excites me the most is going to be on November the 7th, and that is the State Farm Bowl. Um, that is going to be Packers at Chiefs. Uh, this could, you know, and whenever you see a, a game like this on the schedule over the last couple of years, you're like, oh, that's a potential Super Bowl preview. And in reality, it is. Like, it's a, you know, you're seeing two of the best teams in their respective, you know, conferences going up against one another Uh, quarterbacks in various stages of their careers, two very high-flying offenses, and opportunistic defenses. 
I think it's going to be, you know, great fun. I'm looking forward to seeing if State Farm decides to do some sort of special commercial, um, you know, going into that game. Because I think that's a pretty cool opportunity to, to, to potentially, you know, liven it up a bit. Uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, um, divisional games are going to be huge depending on how the Vikings and Bears are performing. I don't really think playing the Lions is worth talking about. Um, and then, you know, considering that they are, we'll see who you guys are going against the, uh, it's the AFC North this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, great games there and playing against the Ravens and hosting the Browns. So the Packers have a fantastic schedule if you are a neutral uh, to watch. But if you are a Packers fan, obviously traveling to the Chiefs uh, is going to be one of those, depending on, you know, if you guys are competing for, you know, number one overall in the conference, that's a potential must win. Definitely. I I know that one that I am going to circle as well, because it has been a thorn in my side for such a long time, is September 26th, we are traveling to San Francisco and playing a game in prime time. And there has been something about when we've played Kyle Shanahan he just makes us look bad. Part of it, I think, is that Shanahan and our former defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin, were on the same staff on the Cleveland Browns back in the day when Pettin was the head coach. So they kind of knew each other's schemes and how to attack each other, which is usually advantage offense and was. So I know Joe Barry is a new defensive coordinator, and I'm hoping that he's going to be able to help stop the bleeding and that. Hopefully, I mean, it's the third game of the year, so I'm hoping we get Jimmy G and that we can make him look bad and, you know, maybe smack him around in the pocket a little bit, get some pass rush there, like with uh, Rashawn Gary. Maybe Jerry Alexander can have a pick six, you know. Uh, I don't want to necessarily end Jimmy Garoppolo's career, but I'm also not upset if Trey Lance has to come in for the fourth quarter. (laughs) So I, I definitely have to at least call that one out. But I do, obviously, that one against the Chiefs, who who doesn't want to watch that game? Like everyone wants to watch that game. It's yeah, it's the, that's going to be one of the biggest games of the of the regular season. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and go over to our contract year player, and that is one Mister Devonte Adams. The Packers were trying to sign an extension with him this past weekend, and. Amongst all of the chaos that was happening with Rodgers returning, they stopped pursuing that. Now, they're saying that those talks may return, but here's a scenario I want to point out to Sean, and he can tell me if I'm being like overly Homeric or like seeing things too, too packery or seeing a conspiracy theory that's not there. But my fear is we've given Rodgers concessions and we're potentially moving on from him after this season is that whatever team we end up trading him to, it's going to be that's kind of what, what Kawhi Leonard did to the Clippers when he said, trade for Paul George and I'll sign with you. <laughs> and it is a go sign Devonte Adams and I will, <laughs> and you, I will get traded to your team or trade for me. And you'll also get Devonte Adams. The only thing that would benefit for that is that, that team would probably give up quite a bit of picks to us so that we could have it. But that's the only thing that I can really hope for is that we'd get a ton of picks back because 
I, I love the Packers. I do want to see them win this year, but I also don't want to be one of those teams that's on that constant hunt for looking for a quarterback. I mean, I've seen what's happened with the Denver Broncos since Peyton Manning left. I've seen what's happened to the Chicago Bears in the history of their organization. It's never fun to be in that position where you're constantly, constantly, constantly looking for your franchise quarterback. Just ask no. the Patriots. I mean, <laughs> they have Cam Newton and Mac Jones, and I think that they would say, if we could trade that and like half of our defense for Tom Brady to come back, we would do it. So, you guys have been spoiled, like completely spoiled. And I think that, you know, just as a neutral, it's high time that you do understand what this you know, uh, uncertainty and instability is like as a franchise. So that way you can overcome it because every, uh, I would say 90% of NFL franchises have overcome, you know, and had stable quarterback play at some point in the last 30 years. But it's been the, the only exception. I mean, maybe, maybe the Bengals, um, and the Browns, I mean, the Bengals had Dalton for a while, but even then, and I can't, Browns, the Browns definitely haven't. Um, so like it, it, it can get bad, but you know, it builds character, right? You guys need some character. I guess you so, never know what you've got till it's gone. Is is that what you're trying to say? I mean, really <laughs> though, really, I actually kind of like that. Uh, situation that you proposed the the Devonte Adams Aaron Rodgers combo deal, you know, go through the drive through and you know give me that I I'll take that number one you know just one hundred percent that would be a huge boon for any team that's looking for some offensive stability. But I don't know. Do you really think he goes that route? It seems like that's the type of thing that he's capable of doing these days. I. I think that I wouldn't put it past him. And I also would say if you give Jordan love in 2022, let's say we were able to extend Devonte and have Aaron Jones. I feel like there's at least components of a viable offense with stars around Jordan love. Whereas we can say there weren't really con continually stars around Aaron Rodgers. Usually it was stars mm -hmm. that developed around him and if you don't have Devontae, then all of a sudden Alan Lazard is wide receiver one. And while I like Alan Lazard, he is not a wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, let's go ahead and do our over-under win predictions. I'm going to let Sean go first because I've been overly Homeric the whole time. No, and just, this is your episode. You've you got just so if you guys if you guys uh, haven't listened to the Eagles episode, definitely listen to it. Uh, I was feeling good that particular evening, and I really like the Philadelphia Eagles. So it was a good combination. It, it it was fun. It was fun, even if you're not an Eagles fan. Uh, I definitely enjoyed Sean going big for the Eagles on that. Go one. big or go home. So uh, Sean. Ten and a half wins based off of our friends from DraftKings over under and do they make the playoffs over make the playoffs. I don't even feel like I need to elaborate. 
Well, I will say that Derek also had the over and making the playoffs, and I'm also on that boat. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, <laughs> they won't go 13-3 and three this year because uh, they're 17 games, but it feels like it could easily fall that way. Like, clearly we're not the Bucks. We don't have the whole band back together. We do have a new defensive coordinator who has a little bit of a different scheme. But it's not like anyone was like, oh, man, the Packers won so many games because Mike Patton was a defensive genius. So we'll see what happens. But we're, we're all three across the board on the over for the Green Bay Packers. So if you want to hear us break down your team, or whether we haven't gotten to it yet or we'll get to it in the future, make sure you subscribe to Go to Sports Talk. You can find all sorts of different podcast platforms in our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Grody Talk. And again, I do want to thank you all for listening to our episodes. On behalf of Sean, I'm Caleb, and we are signing out. Bye. Later.